So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This episode is all about Halloween Horror Nights 14 from 2004. I am Matt, and joining me for this episode are my co-hosts, Karen. Hello. And Quint. Hello. All right. Going all the way back to 2004, this is an interesting year for a lot of reasons. Not only because of what what the event is, but this was also, and I'll get into this a little bit when we uh, start talking about the event, but this was also the hurt, like the the year of hurricanes. This is when like a ton of hurricanes. It feels like I guess there's only like three, three and a half really that hit, but still the fact that we got hit by so many hurricanes in one year right. around that time of year. This this was that yeah, year. So this yeah. really threw a wrench in the stuff, including uh, again I'll talk about it later, including canceling the employee preview. So we did not yeah. go to employee preview this year. But I'll get into that a little bit. Let's go over uh, where we usually start with. Um, All right. So we've got the event name is is, uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando Resort this year. Um, They're marking it as 2014. Uh, There's there's no date or number marking in the actual material or promotional materials. So it's kind of a change from from a lot of the other years where they're using, you know, they, they specify the, the, the date and the name and the number and all that. See, we've got a couple of catchphrases this year, which is, uh, what's your breaking point? Two um, X, the fear. I'm assuming two times the fear, right? Uh, twice the park, twice the fear. So that tells me, Oh, that tells me exactly what the next <laughs> bullet point is. <laughs> go, yeah. That they actually expanded to both parks this year. And I believe that's the first time that this was in. It is. Both parks. Yeah. Yep. But, that also meant no icon. It there's there is no real icon. There's like a marketing character, and yeah, I see the marketing character, yeah. but it appears that I mean it doesn't like when I read it's, through everything uh, everything else. There doesn't appear to be any anything tying things together. Right. So, his I mean he's been called the patient since his inception i don't think he was marketed as a patient i think that's a name that's been given to him in the fan community i could be wrong but it's definitely not his event it's not like we're walking into his head and all this is is his imagination i mean if you really wanted to stretch your imagination it could be but not it wasn't officially that there was kind of man this is this is one of those weird not a weird year but a good year to have a discussion because there is an accompanying website that tells a hell of a lot bigger picture than any of their advertising does that may you might be able to argue is what's going on in this event but i don't think that again that is that is uh that's kind of a stretch by using your imagination that is it, it's not like the 
the icon events that we've mm-hmm. been talking about up to this point, and we'll talk about actually right after this one or soon after this one. So dates: October first and the second, eighth, ninth, tenth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth, and the thirty first. So I think this is one of the weird years where everything kind of <laughs> fell into place, and they didn't have to either go into a little bit of September or a little bit of November. Right? Yeah. Back when they were still only doing a month's month's long sort of thing. Um, looks like that's five weekends. Yeah, five weekends. Uh, that's a pretty good run. Uh, hours, no real change. Uh, started at 6.30 every day, uh, Sunday through Thursday. It ended at midnight, uh, Friday and Saturday up to 2 a.m. Um, admission is up another $2 or $2.75, so $54.75 this year. And there's no mention of any of the the passes or anything like that. I don't know. Did Pepsi still have a a thing going this year? They either Pepsi or Coke. I don't think they've ever not had something to do with one of the big soda distributors. Mm. I know at one point they switched from Pepsi to Coke products. I have no idea what year, but I, I don't. I'm pretty sure Florida residents always had, and uh, I think it spread to Atlanta at this point or Georgia residents. Right. Always had something. They're just, I don't have any record of that either. Exactly what I, I think it's safe to assume there was, though. Hmm. So you were speaking about the, the covers. Um, the cover is just a, it looks like an, uh, an asylum patient. There's yes. two of them. One where his head is going in, it's, it's shaking back and forth, and he's in a straitjacket. And another one, which is more of a close up on his face, uh, him screaming and his face kind of coming apart. Right. One of the more tame. I think one of the more tame ones that they've done. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's um the uh advertising campaign was the same imagery too. Billboards are like that. There's a commercial, there's a, a a set of commercials. There's two that I know of. One of a guy running through basically through an asylum, though every every room he went into was kind of a variation of the last room he went in and he could not get away from whatever he was running from. It was Things coming through the wall at first, and I believe I want to say there's blood dripping down the walls, but that might not be right for the commercial. That might have been something else. But it, it it was it was a very psychological and definitely definitely a kind of institutional feel to both the commercials. The second commercial was a patient sitting in a padded room, and he would he, he that splitting image you talked about, which I'm not quite sure how to describe in a video sense he would like be constantly splitting like that uh, and mm-hmm. having yeah. flashes of different terror and whatnot from i don't know if they were from halloween horror nights clips exactly they may have been just very well produced for like that kind of imagery you wouldn't necessarily right. actually see it in the park and but there was no like like we had talked about for quite a few years up till now no real you weren't getting a sense that you were being put in an institution when you went to this event it's like this was the advertising then the 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 event very very Hmm. strange separation of the two this year yeah um the the event is i'm you know i'm looking at the map as well and the the there's a lot of open space it looks like uh maybe it depends what you're looking at if Go ahead and describe what you're talking about because it might it might lead into what I was going to say about this. So we've got what two, four, six, eight, no, seven. We've got seven uh, mazes this year, and we've got four scare zones. Right, and 
when you're using both parks. Okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I was, that's why I was asking. All right, yeah, when you're using both parks to do that, that's um, it, you know, there's there's a lot of open spaces where there's no scare zones and there's no uh, there's nothing going on. That's because you, they are using both parks, but they're not using all of both parks. True, I, I see that now from the map. Yeah, as well. it's yeah. it's a very uh, Again, I was going to say strange, but it, this isn't so strange. It is. It's. It's kind of half. It is. It is really half of each park. It, the yeah. two. The two that halves that are closest to each other. You mm-hmm. don't go. You go on the Islands of Adventure side. You went about as far as the Toon Circus stage because I think that's where the Bill and Ted show was, and then nothing after that. Um, you didn't go into the jurassic park area right i think the lost continent area is as far as you went on the other side now the so you didn't go into um toon circus is a start of that uh oh what is it toon toon lagoon so you didn't have toon yeah. lagoon you didn't have jurassic park two very big that's actually the back of the park basically it, yeah. and and that's you know I, I think that was a good decision because yeah. we talked in the past when we talked about the audience adventure stuff those were to me those were some of the weak areas and those were some of the areas that they had a lot of trouble working on and trouble trying to, to make uh into halloween or into good you know hhn stuff yeah the uh the tune the tune lagoon one basically is like th- there was nothing you could ever do about it because the, the facades are so you couldn't even even turn the lights off you could not avoid the facades in that right yeah they're, they're very corny at least jurassic park was dark even turning the lights out right. in <laughs> tune lagoon you still had comic books everywhere or comic strips everywhere so there is one thing that I'm noticing about this particular event that makes it superior to any event that I've ever been to Halloween Horror Nights wise. Why is that? Incredible that? Hoax Open. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because, yeah. That is a benefit. <laughs> Definitely. Then, oh. And then on the Universal side, that was kind of closed off right after like the f- mm, first set ish of attractions. Uh, sort yeah. of. I mean, you yeah. get to, you get to uh, the Shrek area, and you can get to the Mummy area. So you got your big scare zone. You got that three street scare zone that is always yeah. one of the best. And then they had a Beetlejuice scare zone. What's that? They're not using that for a scare zone this year. Oh, really? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're uh, absolutely. Uh, they're just an extension yeah. behind there yeah. for the scare zone, and then they're using the the area, that grassy area in in front of the um, stage for a scare zone as well. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. That's because actually, hmm. I'm wondering now. The stage one was not the stage. <laughs> the stage area was not the stage. That was the boneyard. That used yeah. to be a really good area for a scare zone because there's a lot more places to hide behind. Now there's not. So maybe mm. I could mm. see the argument being made for that being the. Mm-hmm. the better area um, yeah and then and then they've they've kept the naserman's area in there um and then one uh warehouse or or sorry soundstage in the back there that they're using um which i think saws and steam used was in that one one year Possibly. the first year i went yeah so that's that's about all they've got in in universal studios there mm-hmm. yeah universal studios is not i mean it does not have the what's really interesting is that there's more being used between the parks. Not uh, that's that's an exaggeration. There's a lot being used between the parks as opposed to being used in the parks. So even though it's using both parks, it's actually using one park, the sound stages between them, and then the yeah, other park. Yeah. the The interesting part of this, uh, most interesting part of this to me, is the fact that the way that they outline or the way that they laid out this event, they've effectively cut off an entrance to anything not Halloween Horror Nights. 
So like all of the area where Simpsons is now and where the kids stuff is yes, and all that stuff, yeah. they've, they've cut that off from, uh, from anyone being able to enter without a Halloween Horror Nights ticket. Like you, it's just not there. Yeah, it was, there was no, and they didn't use two entrances for the park. Well, I mean, you just said it, they cut it off. It was, the entrance was all through Islands of Adventure. Right. Yes. Which is probably when you, when they do the security, they do the cheaper yeah. solution as opposed to the cheaper of the two solutions and hiring that much and getting that much equipment for two entrances. Although I, I assume that they don't have to do that anymore since they're doing that, that sort of security for the whole park now. Oh no, they're going to, I, I'm not going to say I guarantee it, but it would not surprise me to find out you're going to go through metal detectors twice at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me either. I just, you know, which is still the best argument for getting the day ticket and just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get into when we go through first timer tips again. Yeah, yeah but you're still going through it twice. Hmm? Not no, not during during the park hours. Huh? During the park hours, like if you go, if we went at noon, we would go through the metal detector in the big cross entrance where the where all the park parking lots converge. Right, but then we go right, right, right into the park at noon. They don't have they'll have the yep. they'll have the the metal detectors up, but they don't go through them during the day, or at least they didn't. I don't know. We'll see. Metal detectors were added after in the uh, that big whatever you call that. That I don't want to call it a courtyard because it's up in the it's up on the second floor of the of the it's up in the air in a sense. But it's a uh, they added those after Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know. We'll find out in September. Yeah, it's uh, plus. I mean, again, I I'm assuming that they're going to be adding more security this year. Yeah, just exactly. That's yeah. current yeah. events. I was going to say that. that. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was like, there's yeah, yeah. no so, no telling. So, uh, anything else about the um, the advertising of the event, Matt? Um, the website. I did want to touch on that without going through too much detail on the outset, because I do have like the main crux of it down when we get to one of the houses. The website was, and this was Rick Spencer at a uh, one of the one of the gentlemen from the creative team was talking about this at ooh, Spooky Empire. I think he said this was around the time of the year year when uh, or time of the period i should say time period where universal didn't really care too much about what was done on the website because it wasn't the main focus of advertising absolutely nothing like it is now so they pretty much let them do what they want so for everything that they weren't able to put in a small advertising campaign including the guide they use the website to tell their backstories of the houses. Now, this isn't the first website they've done that with, but this is where things really started to get detailed. This is where you started to go to the website to really get backstories and really immerse yourself in the Halloween Horror Nights instead of just piecing, just going to the event, learning the stories as you went through the houses. This is this is a start, or at least the beginning years, part of the beginning years, of where you could go on the website and really, really get a big backstory all-around story to the experience you you read you experience you go through the details of the website have it all in your mind and, and then tie it together with what you're experiencing in the in the mm. park so this is really the start of where it is uh, it actually it gets a little it's not as much like that now but it, it is more like that now than it was in the beginning but this, and this was the start of it and the website for this i kind of i really went off on a tangent there the website was a kind of a you were searching through the records of an asylum and you could find 
you get you find a shelf, you'd click on it. The shelf would it was all flash based. This is before this is before everyone realized Flash opened up every security hole in your computer. So it's, it's entirely Flash-based. You'd click on a shelf, and the shelf would, like, there's an animation expanded to boxes of records. You opened up the boxes of records. There were, like, mazes, scare zones, uh, and then some other things. And you'd click on one, and inside there would be the different files. And you'd click on the files, and you'd open them up, and you could read a little story about each one. So you'd get a backstory that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Not even in the short description in the brochure, if there isn't even is one. I mean, they're like one sentence this year. You get a much broader picture of a story that inspired each house in the scare zone. So it was really a neat addition that you didn't necessarily need to have read or gone through to to have fun at the event, but it did make right. the event a lot better if you were a really big fan of of immersing yourself into what they're creating at Halloween Horror Nights, right? I, it's. I mean, it also sounds like it. It's about the right time that that you know everybody started having to have a giant web presence and mm. doing all of their advertising through yeah. the, the internet and things like that. Two thousand four. Yeah, it's about the right yeah. time. It's when that internet web thing came, uh, you know, exploded and big and important. <laughs> well, I mean, to some of us, it was important back in the early <laughs> right, early nineties exactly, yeah. and late eighties. Yep. But you know, that was, that was just uh, that was just a few of us. I don't want to know why or for what. Come on, I've been getting porn off of my computer longer than most people, so. So you would hit download, then go away for a few hours. Oh, yeah. Come back. You'd have, have a JPEG you'd or have two. A picture. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming no one picked up the phone while you were gone. I was just going right. to say that. I mean, no one had to make a call. Right. Oh, that's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. No, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so you want to take us through the mazes, Karen? Yeah, um, oh, you said there's there's seven of them, so we'll start with the top. Horror in Wax. Uh, it sounds like it's like a wax museum that's been taken over by um, some, I don't want to say mutant, but bizarre people that are into bizarre things. Um, it's, yeah, it's not so much taken over by people it's that the um what do, you, what do i want to say the uh displays are people or were okay. people okay this was this is one that really benefited from knowing the backstory now i i had been through this because christy had found out early on this is going to have a, a, to a degree classic universal monsters so we, we went to see that and it 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 did. So I actually these websites are still online by the way. I don't think I brought that up, but I think it's at Horror Nights B E. Let me check that out. Because it's really cool to see. It is our Horror Nights B E. I don't know why you're going directly didn't get me there, but it's Horror Nights B E. What is B E? I'm sure that's for, it's a country or, extension. Or is huh? it dot B E. Dot B E. Oh. You know yeah. what that is? Uh it's gotta be a country Belgium. code, isn't it? Belgium? Oh, maybe. Okay, but anyway. HorrorNights.be has them going back to yeah. 12. So it's got it's got this site in it. And it has the backstory of it. And the, the backstory was that it was created by a Gunter Dietz. And Gunter Dietz was a artist to some degree who liked a touch of realism to his wax figures. In fact, maybe a little too much to too the much? extent that he started putting real body parts and even real people into his wax oh. uh, displays. So at okay. this at this point, the point of our visit to this wax museum, it's it's abandoned because Gunter was killed working on one of his 
displays, and his nephew, Jeffrey Dietz, had inherited it. Well, Jeffrey had come to visit it, was extremely disturbed by everything that he wanted, saw, and like went insane. And I don't mean, I'm not just saying went insane as a casual thing. He truly went insane. He was like clinically diagnosed insane. In uh-huh. fact, and this is a great bit of where you should read the website, is that Jeffrey was sent to Shadybrook over this. So Shadybrook ah. gets a tie-in via the website in this nice. this year. So mm, that's pretty cool. So now for the the actual the actual house itself, you you are wandering through this abandoned wax museum. So you're going through both displays and behind the scenes areas. So like I said, there were some classic Universal monsters. They had a little bit of a I don't know if a twisted take on it, but just they, they amped them up for it's 2004. You know, you don't want to. You have artists that are chomping at the bit to put their take on the Universal monsters. And this is a perfect opportunity to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. One that I absolutely know for sure was there, and it's one I always look for because it's, it's you, you, everybody knows it, whether a Universal Horror fan or not, is Frankenstein's monster. And this, of course, sure. the display was the lab, had all the crude electronic ele- electric elements, which is fun to do for a set designer as well as a makeup artist. Oh, hell yeah. yeah so that one I can remember. I can picture a lot. Of, although it's funny, the memory, when I think about it, it morphs into last year. So I, it's, that's, I'm getting at that age, and I've gone so many times where things are starting to mix together. But for the better, in my mind, like most of my life, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, exactly. The behind the scene, the, the behind the uh, like scenes or the 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 backstage, I guess is a better word of it. There was you got into like supply rooms where it was just racks of of heads and limbs. Uh, it was supposed to be wax heads and limbs, but you had your characters either. I don't think they had like people with their head on a shelf, but they had like an empty slot on the shelf where one would stand, okay. and then they could come out and scream at you or open their eyes and scream at you. That kind of thing. Nice. Um, the story element, the story element that was told in the house, which is neat, that supplements or fills in a gap to the website story is that you get into what is being called the dipping room. And this is where Gunter had dipped people into the wax and turned them into museum pieces. And this is where his accident happened. And it may have been him that was spinning in a boiling pot of wax uh. that was kind of like one of the uh not the finale rooms but it was close to the end it was one of the big mm-hmm. mechanics of of the big mechanic room where they had uh, not mechanics room but where there was a, a like the animatronic the cauldron i guess you'd call it or whatever right. you call it, the vat that's the word i'm looking for with a body spinning in it with melt the melted makeup on it this could have been and most likely was gunther so we got to see the demise we had just read about on the site how we read the website Ah. Now the the so, the finale of this room was is a kind of one we've seen not only at Halloween Horror Nights but other haunts as well. You, the last room was these huge banners of exhibits, and behind the these banners would be you'd see like ah uh, oh, I can't think I, I think I can't think of what it said, but it's like say it was like a very uh pretty Victorian woman and mm-hmm. you get that image in your head and then this grotesque scarred melted waxed up woman who'd been dipped in 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 wax in the victorian outfit scares the crap out of you things like that nice. yeah so there is a bunch of exhibit banners with characters behind them some of them having to do with what the exhibit you saw not always but it was a great right. hiding place for characters yeah and even though the first one would get you and you don't to expect them then the further you went the on into the room there was like distractions characters and then even worse characters hiding uh-huh. on the other side of the room so 
very, very cool, very cool one story wise. And of course, when you have the classic Universal monsters, appeals to a lot, a lot of oh, horror different. fans. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. It sounds like a really well done uh, maze and, and a lot of fun too. Yeah, yep. yeah. It sounds like it would be very artistic. Yes. Yep. Yeah, very, very good. Good opportunity yeah. for the makeup artist yeah. to to uh, try Do something new. Yep. Yeah. All right. And that, one was, one. that one was in Soundstage 20B, right? Which is a weird, yes. Yes. weird area, in my opinion. But Yeah, it, on the map, it looks like it's between the two parks. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's anything that they've used in, in recent history. Yeah. Oh, this is a building that's behind Rip Ride Rocket now. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, ch- oh, okay, chances are yeah. they didn't put in, apart from the Carnage Warehouse, they didn't put in these large buildings as they went along. So they're, they're, we have probably been in them, just not no, from yeah. the perspective mm-hmm. we're looking at it at this event. Yep. Right. All right, the next one, Ghost Town. This I did not see. Okay. I, I did not get to see this, but I do have the story. Um, it's the, the, the website story just really doesn't tell much more than the even the the one sentence on the uh the brochure yeah kind of alludes what? to but it it's the, the little more detail we get is that it was the town of lightning gulch it was built during the gold rush uh the folks of the entire settlement disappeared one evening when a thunderstorm swallowed up the entire town so some very cool elements you get you get the uh the the gold rush period you can actually do some really cool stuff with the uh really uh what's the word i'm looking for Uh, not uh not technology but more the what is the you know the stuff they had built for early panhandling that uh the equipment and tools and yeah i mean you know gold pans and yeah i mean and they had like they had things that would dredge dredge the water and they could filter through, but it wasn't like, like it is now. So another good design okay. opportunity for people. It probably looked cool, but I'm actually what I'm saying is you take all that and you add in the element that it was swallowed up by an electrical storm. There's probably some really cool effects yeah. that can be done with that. Yeah. I didn't see it though. So I, I really have nothing to say about it. I did have okay. a note that I read, read somewhere that they had a lot of cowboy slash 49er zombie type creatures, which was probably, Another pretty good opportunity for some interesting character design. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up watching Westerns with my dad and any of the, the Western hybrid stuff and the, it's always fun. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. At least for yeah. me, it is anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that one is in Soundstage 22. Yeah. They've used Soundstage 22 for other stuff. Lot, I remember. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've done quite a few things in that one. Yeah. All right. The next one. Sounds like something that would be completely awesome. Horror yeah. Nights Nightmares. It looks like it's the I- an complete icon maze or house. Yes. I, sorry, I had to find my notice at the lower. Yeah. Yes, this was, <laughs> this is the, and this is, uh, and I'm, it's, I, I guess this is kind of the start of a traditional that they did do it in, in 10 a little bit. They had like an homage to the, Rest of the years, I think it was a scare zone though. But either regardless, uh, that we're not talking about the year, that year. But it is. It's a it's a icons of the past theme, and they featured Jack the Clown, caretaker, the director, and they finally brought to life in a sense Eddie, even though he was scrapped in two thousand one. So this was mm-hmm. his first official appearance, although it was not quite as horrific and gruesome 
as everyone kind of expected. It was more like mm-hmm. the Jack, no, not Jack freaking, yeah, wow, uh, oh. Hannibal Lecter mask. I don't know where I got the two mixed up. <laughs> like the, the silver Hannibal Lecter mask <laughs> and the and the clown eye makeup that we saw in the brochure, but it, not the scarring, not the the dead eye, not all the things that that we were. I wouldn't say promised, but it was it was the first real incarnation after being scrapped so it's it's a start and we've got to see more of him later he comes back he gets a little better i wouldn't say this was disappointing it just was like there was to a degree anyone that knew the story of how we lost eddie may have been may have been disappointed or or maybe it didn't live up to their expectations i don't think anyone was disappointed to see eddie back after losing him i think i think it just might not have lived up to everyone's expectations i was more excited about the idea of eddie that they didn't give up on him you know they lost him for a reason i think they shelved him for a good reason but they didn't give up on it it's like we had a good idea we had a great character we had a great story between these two icons he's not dead here he is and he's certainly not dead he's been brought back many many years after that including last year right and each okay did you go to this maze yes yes okay Yes, in fact, this was most likely my wife's first choice because of the whole the icon thing and whatnot. Right. She she knows a lot of the performers, and she has always well, oh. she knows a lot of the makeup artists and all yeah, that. Exactly, stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Seeing your friends work done or seeing the the results of your friends work is always fun to go and right. do well yeah. i don't know if it's fun for your wife but it's <laughs> you know it, it's it's uh, in a certain respect it's fun it probably yeah, it probably wasn't it, it it honestly wasn't i mean she probably wanted to go to support them but that was it it's like i went to the support it, it's the same right. reason yeah i mean i do some of the things she asked me to because she asked me to and right. even though i wasn't asking her to do what her friends were she she probably didn't and she just does not enjoy the the mazes that's just how she is but she she wanted to see it to to support them and probably if there was anybody on on shift and uh, whatever a or b rotation was there that recognized her probably appreciated it and that's why she went so absolutely yeah. but each room each icon had their own focus uh pulled a little bit of their story from the past and it's it's pretty much what you're expecting especially you know jack you can probably picture Jack's room. Caretakers was more the funeral home, if I remember correctly. Again, I may be mixing that up with appearances from the future as well. But that's that's, uh, or I guess my past future from what we're talking about. But then again, it's always kind of the same thing anyway. So, it- so this is um, this is kind of an interesting maze to me, uh, looking back because it's one of the first times they've actually done um, a uh, you know room to room. There's no real common theme. Uh, except for they're all icons, Icon. which is not a common theme. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, there's, it's a very disjointed type of maze, and they've done more of them in the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like them. I, I, or at least I like some of them. And it seems like this is the first time they've done them. It, well, they've done it that that disjointed. Probably. And what what is interesting, or could be interesting, but I don't have that answer, is I don't know that they brought in, like, best of rooms from past houses like they do later because i hadn't been to all the houses up to this point so i'm not sure i would have recognized them as old houses and i've just i've not really seen a description that that's like Mm -mm. that explains that yeah this is just really disjointed it's just all of the characters that we have doing their worst things in their own elements and there's no (laughs) you know there's no storyline through the whole thing each room is its own story and that's it you know it's almost like the scare zone from last year but in a house 
Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there was supposed to be... The other reason I wanted to see it was at the time, and maybe it was one of those things where it's like the idea was pitched but didn't come to fruition. Mm. Early on, it was supposed to have a behind-the-scenes element to it as well, but mm. for the life of me, I don't okay. remember there being any. And if there was, it maybe wasn't what I was imagining, so I didn't recognize it as behind-the-scenes element. A little right. too subtle, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that... I don't recall that being any part of it. It could also be, I'm not remembering it entirely properly either. Cause I didn't record oh. these things until later in later years. But I, 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 I think when it came, when it would come to the icons, I remember that, but I don't remember where it's, I put my keys in the same day. I put them down. So who knows? <laughs> it's, it's also one of those, I mean, to me, it's one of those things where uh, you're going through these things and they have a lot of subtle things that actually do work, but, Subtlety is hard to do when you're only in in a building for about what yeah. five minutes <laughs> yeah, you go right. through these yeah. things, right? Yep. Yeah, and you're you're being assaulted, you know, sensory assault right. from so many different things. The subtle things, it, it, they either work or they don't. First of yeah. all, and when they do work, it's only your subconscious that really has registered those things until you really start thinking about it, or you go through it the second time. Exactly, you know? and yeah. that's I was just going to say that I hadn't been to the point where I'm going through them multiple times yet, so things aren't sticking with me. It's always the overall experience that sticks with me if i don't only go to it once right it's like i will remember that house is really cool i remember it had these things in it i can't walk you through it scene by scene because i just remember the whole thing being cool and it being about this right yep yep so that that's part of it too one thing i did have noted here though is that it was in the herkinzina building well that will <laughs> never happen again because well one the herkinzina building is not only gone, but it's where its entire footprint is where Transformers is, and we all know that's not going to be a maze uh, anytime yeah. soon. Oh, God, no. Could you imagine yeah. that, like, 10 years from now, if it did shut it down and turn it into a maze? That'd be kind of kind of A wild. Transformers maze, just like the no, year I'm talking about the building. It. I'm not even talking about the no, ride. No, no. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the year they shut it down, turning the Transformers, turning, like, everything that they have for Transformers into a horror maze would be fucking awesome. What would be, how, oh my God, what, how fucking cool would it be is if one of these, right, everyone, not everybody, that's a wild exaggeration. A lot of people are complaining about screen rights, especially with Reign of Kong opening now. But uh -huh. how cool would it be to, tr to transform, <laughs> didn't mean to make the pun, to use one of these rides because you, can conceivably i i don't know i don't know what's how the how everything's set up but you can conceivably show another video on these movies how cool would it be if That's it was true. transformers by day and a halloween horror nights experience by night if the ride was like a dual purpose thing during halloween horror nights be cool for me yeah yeah <laughs> oh by the way um i did catch the dig and fuck you <laughs> it wasn't a dig when i started but it was when i ended yeah <laughs> I was going to go this weekend, too, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you, too. You, I'd too. I'd say I'd separate you more, but you can't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. If our wives can't, can't, you can't. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, we're on, like, completely different coasts. You, yeah. you can't separate <laughs> us any further than we already no. are. Now you're both acting like little girls. Knock it off. <laughs> oh, one not of the three of us like has to act like a girl. I was just gonna say, better than acting like an old crazy bitch like the third one of us. All right, I'll save that one for later. Hey, is your new <laughs> new guy you're dating know you do this show? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> now we can address him directly through the show. 
Exactly. I didn't say he was going to listen to it. Oh, I said he he's, knows about it. He's interested in what he's getting himself into. He better. <laughs> All right. Moving along. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw you both in Deadtropolis. How about that? <laughs> nice. Moving along. Almost. That was a rough segue. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> whatever. I like turning a bus off a highway on our gravel road. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Tropolis. This was awesome. And it's like in it, this is Walking Dead before Walking Dead was a thing. It may even be, I don't know when the comic started, but it was definitely like, well, obviously the show wasn't out yet. This was, this. so if you really wanted to be an anti-Walking Dead proponent, you could almost include Walking or, uh, Deadtropolis in the years that there was a some kind of Walking Dead house because yeah. this was a Walking Dead house before there was a Walking Dead house. That's cool. Yeah, this was the, the story behind this. Again, you get these details from the website. It was a, a genetic engineering thing gone wrong. Easy, easy setup for zombies. In fact, more of an explanation than we've gotten Walking Dead so far. So, right. Yeah, it was mutants are they're the brainless living dead roaming the city trying to eat you. And the stage is set. This is another year that they again, it's not the first time they've had videos on the walls, but it's 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 they're starting to put videos for the experience on the wall. One to help the queue line seem a little less long, but two to kind of just tell tell another set of a story. So you get. A little bit of a story from the, the uh, website. You get a little bit of a story from the queue line. The queue line in the video shows news reports of a deadly outbreak that's going across the state. And certain areas are, I don't know if they're being quarantined off, but they're being identified. And Dead Zone 9 is what this report is about specifically because you are very close to Dead Zone 9. In fact, you are... When you enter the maze, you are now in Dead Zone 9. So you're in one of these areas that these mindless zombies, they're calling them zombies. I'm trying to avoid the word zombies, thinking I'm talking about Walking Dead, and they don't use that word, but I'm not. We can use zombies in this case. So you are walking into a zombie-identified area. So this is it, it's it, this is pretty neat. This is split into kind of two... Uh, I'm going to say two two parts. One, you go through, you kind of enter the zone through someone's house. You start in a garage, typical garage, and we've seen we've seen home urban areas before. You know, you have the uh, car, hubcaps, tools, yada yada yada. Lots of places for zombies to characters to be kind of roaming around. They might not be jumping out and scaring you, but they're 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 eating something. We always when they do these zombie houses, they do a great setup of here's the things to look out for in the first room without them really getting in your yeah. face yet. So um, were these fast zombies, slow zombies, or just your traditional lumbering just brain lumber, zombie? Lumber with a bit of uh, will uh, uh, lash outs at you. Got it, yeah. Yep. Which they do well. Exactly, yep. So you went from there and you went into the house and again, the typical rooms, kitchen, living room, all types of the, the thing you would see in a house and places for people to be dead or being fed upon and for zombies to kind of be maybe jumping out of or, or scare you. Um, the, again, I, I say typical, but I'm saying it in such a good way because it's, yeah. it's what you want but, when you go and, into and, a zombie house. Uh, one of the things back then is that it wasn't as typical. It's true. That's true. It's, it's, right. Yeah. This yeah. is all being spoken in hindsight. Of course, you're right. Yeah. So true. Zo- the zombie craze. 
the zombie craze only really hit after what 2008 2009 i guess yeah you know um where we started getting zombies for this and you know what was it 28 days and all those kinds of things started having this real zombie resurgence yeah it was only really yeah george romero helming the zombie world at that point and then there wasn't a whole lot of really i guess it was Shaun of the dead maybe that era that kind of yeah broke it open so so i mean this would have been um fresh yeah, stuff true at yeah. that time right i mean would have been great that's a great point yep now it here's where it got what's that played out wouldn't be as played out as as it is now yeah right. and if it's done well it's still not quite played out I love zombie stuff. Yeah, I know. It's like the. Uh, it's, <laughs> I'm still a huge Walking Dead show fan, but yeah, me too. But then you get Fear it's of the Walking like, Dead, which is a little played out. Well, no, Fear of the Walking Dead is just not done well. It's boring. Yeah, that's just the only word I can think of for it. How can you make a zombie show boring? That's <laughs> right. The hard thing, right? <laughs> that's because there's no, of all the people that are like running for their lives, I want them all dead. Right, the I want them that, all to be zombies. The fact that they're not dead by the end of the episode, I don't care anymore. They're so unlikable. So, oh, there's where it got interesting then, after you left the house. You left the house and you kind of wandered out in the city streets and you were dumped out into Chinatown. Oh, it, okay. It makes no logical sense as far as you walking, but it, it is a great visual because you got those paper lanterns. You have the whole Chinatown, the, the typical street elements you're looking for, but mm-hmm. in a city that's being overrun by zombies so it's like a uh, not quite uh dystopian but damn near close to it uh chinatown really really cool look yeah. to everything huh. oh that sounds really interesting. interesting yeah and then uh from there you entered a subway and this is where you actually you actually exited so you traverse through and i you were in a subway tunnel you had to actually go through a derailed subway car which was surrounded by zombies and of course there was broken panels and doors that they could could reach out at you as you're walking as you're you're looking at one through that's smashing trying to smash through the window and you don't notice the broken door open open and he takes a swing at you or swipe at you not a swing at you (laughs) (laughs) it takes a swipe at you and it's a great 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 effect and then from there as you left uh you kind of uh, you walked a little bit. You had your dark exit, like most of them do, and you're out. Very, very cool. Like I said, this was the Walking Dead house before there was a Walking Dead house. I don't mean to make the comparison to, to anger anybody that hates the Walking Dead addition to it. No, but, uh, God, no, but, that, but it really, I mean, that's just a that's just a just a way to way a, sounds cool way to give it a broad stroke description. I I'm this is probably up on my way back. List. yeah it is yeah it, it should I, be I, yep. I think it's i think it's even up uh, uh, above the horror nights nightmares on my on my way back machine list oh not me <laughs> well you've been wrong about other things yeah well that's just because you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> could be <laughs> there's a real good choice there's a real good chance that's true <laughs> there's a real good chance that's true that's that's yeah all right are we are we done with that yes drop? that's about all i got on okay. that well that one hit place in an, an area that will never be utilized again either well, quick oh okay not by name because if yeah the, not if, by name if yeah. the line is still the same for i don't know what's i don't know if jimmy fallon's going there or the <laughs> fast and furious is but if the queue line's still there it might be and it might be right now that's where uh, run was last year yeah so so it's it's weird because you know as much as Earthquake was terrible, um, uh, if it's Fast and the Furious, there's a potential for it to be better. 
if it's Jimmy Fallon, there's a potential for, <laughs> for it to be way worse. Potential? Yeah. No, it's just going to be worse. Uh, I don't know. Do you, you've been on Earthquake, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I've watched Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Jimmy Fallon's just bad. All right. Okay. Uh, next one, Castle Vam- Vampire. Castle Vampire, yes. Yeah. This is... why. This is a, this is to a lot of people, even to this day, even up past 25 going on 26 is the top maze for them. Yeah. Oh, um, I read that description and it didn't, doesn't do it justice. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's one I I remember well. I really liked. It's not my all time favorite. It, it, the body collectors now holds that title. And it's I'm, I I have nothing bad to say about it, I, and I can't disagree with anyone saying it's their favorite. It's it's definitely a, one of the memorable ones for me, and so, there's a lot of reason why. Is this based on the the um, the RPG? No. <laughs> okay, because because reading the description again, I it, it just triggered the the RPG for me because of the different breeds and the houses and all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, it's not officially. We should say, I. Wouldn't be surprised to find out that the creative team in 2004, maybe 2003, in going going into 2004, knew of that game and maybe were inspired by it. But it's it's officially not based okay. on it. Um, well, the idea is is you probably read, and there's not so much more on the site than there is to be found here. Is that the, the vampires from all over the world, and the idea is that these breeds, clans, and families. Of vampires, they gather at this castle once every thirteen years to renew their vows with the dark powers that they all serve, drive, whatever the case may be. However, you want to describe mm-hmm. it. So this was, um, like I said, there was some description on the site with it. More of it, there was more to the story, in a sense, kind of. You, it, actually, your part in the story was told in the queue line. There's in the queue line. There was another video, and this was like a. I, I compare it to Ghost Hunters show, but I don't think Ghost Hunters was on yet, but that's the modern comparison I give it. I, I give it. There's people that were going in. First, you had a host that would explain a little bit about this whole 13-year thing in the and the history of this castle, and then they would show footage of people who were like kind of investigating it or checking it out or, or even uh, daring to go in. In fact, I think, actually, there was... It was like a... Uh, a sorority uh i want to say oh what's the word uh hazing and that might not be the word i'm looking for but like a part of the sorority whatever yeah, it's kind of a hazing ritual i guess maybe that's the word i'm looking for to, sending people in yeah sending people in and it might have been with the video i know there was part that was part of the story somewhere that might have been from the site maybe even have been from the video the video is still online and it's a young girl going in so that might have been part of the that whole hazing story was tied in with that and as you know she she goes in kind of is a little bit off uh, she's still in camera but a little a little ahead of the camera and a little off to the side she screams something goes wrong with the camera actually the footage burns which is kind of funny because that's a film thing that wouldn't be a video <laughs> thing but it's effective yeah. for the for the for the video you're watching in the queue line and that's kind of where you left off and then you were going in you were going in to investigate this you were like you weren't necessarily a ghost hunter but you were 
you you saw this story, you were intrigued, you went into the house to see what was going on, and of course the thirteen year ritual was happening right as you went right. in. Oh, that does sound pretty cool. The house was huge. It used the entire soundstage. This is That's one unusual. This is one that typically gets huh. the soundstage that gets split up, but this yeah. one didn't. The other thing about it, something you guys have never seen. It's not the first. It's, I'm sorry. It's not the last time they did this, but we haven't seen it. Quentin, you and I have not seen it in the post icon or the new icon era yet. It was two floors. Oh, oh shit! Like, true, two wow. floors. You had some houses, some mazes where you had the illusion of going upstairs, but you were just going yeah. up a ramp like seven feet. Yeah, this was two floors. Wow. Huh. And the one thing I can say, and probably why. Along with the story being good, is it was gorgeous. It was absolutely a gorgeous maze. It was a gothic castle, and they carried it out through everything and managed to still bring in the theme of each room that it applied to the part of the story they were telling. They never, it's it's like you wouldn't, you didn't go into a castle, you went through a couple of stone corridors, and then you're in a, you know, a, a, <laughs> clearly a, a room that had nothing to do with the house. It was, you always felt like you were in this castle. Did they have a portion of this in the the twenty five years house last year? I think they did, or um, something. I think they. Oh, wasn't wasn't the um? I want to say the the illusion where you could see. Yeah, that's you were what looking I was down. Down, it looked made you feel like you were way higher than you actually were. Yeah, yeah, and, and just on the other side windows, of those windows yeah. were some vampire. gothic. Yeah, vampire yeah. statues. I think that was what was. Uh, yeah. I assume that that's what was going on. There. The angels yeah. were from something else. Oh, okay. But I know what you're talking about looking down. I thought, oh man, I, now that I'm saying it, I think it's something else. I wanted to say that okay. that bedroom scene with the two vampires on the bed were from this one. But oh, that's more oh, like. That might have okay. been it. I want to say, you yeah. know what? I am 50 50 on that. I wish I, th- I didn't even think of that question while making my notes. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go back and uh, post on Twitter or Facebook what that answer is. I think you guys are right. And I think. It's one of the two, if not yeah. both. Either one of those seems like it was yeah. yeah. this story. I forgot the, I, and it's surprising that I forgot the room with the two <laughs> vampires, <laughs> right. but you know, I momentarily forgot <laughs> them. Now they're fresh in my memory again. <laughs> the um, This actually had a lot, apart from that, this had some elements that are, it's, it's basically had every element, I should say. There was eight foot gargoyles at the entrance, and those were, of course, oh. stilt characters. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, the room, like I said, they, they carried on the castle through the whole thing. They had uh, very, uh, in some rooms that they, they were like very open, like you, like you know, the, some castles have the great room. There was there's a coldness to it, which they can do in these sound stages, which mm-hmm. we've known. Uh, there's vampires in plain sight distracting you from the ones in the the boo holes behind you. You you would go through some of these open rooms into these tight dark noisy corridors into the next area and the uh, along with that they had it wasn't like one uh version of vampires they had vampires from everything they had a a noisy lit up dance club room but it was still within a got the castle and it had without saying the name it were it was the blade vampires right and you'd have the um the kind of dingy, sparse, uh, cold, classic vintage vampires. Uh, like not, it would be, a, it would just be a room, and there would be just the the they're staring at you, and 
biting at you and it's like no it's just i mean i think you can picture what i'm saying i'm not painting a very good picture but i hope <laughs> no, you know I, what i'm saying i know what you say i mean you're going through and you're going through different eras of vampire right. i think is what it, you're really yeah. saying it's like the old yeah. stogie yes. st- uh, stoker type vampires right. yes all, exactly good you know hoity-toity and with the suits and the yes. capes yep. and all that stuff and then you get the rave vampires like from blade which are like new wave vampires uh you know more 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 uh, modern clothing and that kind of stuff going through like uchiko, 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 yeah. whatever <laughs> kids do these days um <laughs> and and you know it sounds like they they just you're going through this castle and you're just seeing all different generations and and even types of different vampires yeah exactly right and then the um probably the biggest presence was kind of the gothic renaissance ish type of vampires i don't know if that's a word but i made it up kind of like the Anne rice vampires which i think yeah. was the big thing at the time probably it uh, sounds about the right time frame we didn't quite have the vampire tv shows we have now we had the couple of the Anne rice movies and her books have always been popular throughout the 90s and the early 2000s if i remember correctly yeah and uh but um last element for their finale and i don't know if this is the first time they had it but it was the first time i encountered it i know that for sure they had the bungeed characters so when you weren't expecting it all of a sudden they were like flying i'm of course putting it in quotes but you know one would be standing there and then one would kind of shoot off arc over not over you because they didn't really quite get high enough to go over your head but they would arc over onto like a platform on the wall so it looked like it was Uh clinging to the wall and then back and nice. kind of glide back down back and forth this had cool. everything i mean it had absolutely everything this was like almost like apart from it being a good story and being very well executed it's almost like a showcase piece for huh. everything that halloween Horror Nights can do that sounds okay so it's it's like on the, the way back machine now <laughs> yeah uh, higher than dead tropolis sorry zombies but this sounds really cool it this was, really it was cool. also one of those houses and the best way i can describe going through it is that it's one of the ones that you remember the experience more than the scares. It, it's I compare it to the first time you go through body collectors. You might not have gotten scared so often, but you remember so much about it because it was so well done uh-huh. and yeah. so much to look at. Yeah. This was yeah, Castle Vampire. Like. There's so many elements to it, so much to look at, so well done that it's like I, I I didn't come out of there going that was the scariest thing ever. I came out of it going that was awesome because of everything that was going on. Yep. And that's uh, and to to be honest, I think that's a lot of of some of their best mazes are those that you come out of that you may or may not have gotten scared. You probably have. Yeah, you just yeah. don't remember. You don't the remember action. it. That's exactly yeah, right. Yes, yep. right. so much other cool stuff. Yep, nice. oh. you got it. That's that's the that's what I was trying to express for sure. Cool. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's number one on the way back machine so far. <laughs> so here's a quick question. You said that you this saying that you learn part of the story or part of your part of the story in the queue line. Is that something that they still do today? Cause I've last yeah. year when I went both times, I had express pass. Yeah, I say yes, not- but you have never seen it. Right. I, yeah. I okay. saw runs backstory runs, entire backstory waiting for Scott uh, Garner to get out of the social part, the social media party. I had express pass, but I wasn't going to blow it until he was with me. So right. I wanted to go see run as many times as I could on closing night. And that last night is the first time I ever saw the story queue. And it tells you the entire story of the game and the history of hell's gate. You never saw that because you yeah, never in yeah. line for more but than you, two minutes for run last year. Right. That's interesting that, um, that even though, you know, we, we recommend the, 
express passes, you actually do miss some of the some of experience. the content. Yeah, and yeah, some it's of the true. Yeah. That is true. Yep. Yeah, but it is worth it. Yeah. Oh God, yes. I, <laughs> yes. You're not going to ever convince me not to go uh, express pass, but but if if anything would, it's like getting more content. Right. You gotcha. Yeah. Right. Like if you if you could do a second night or something and just pick out one or two houses that you really enjoyed, then hit the queue line. Yeah, and hit get the, the queue line experience. For, yeah, hell. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, if I was in Matt's place, I'd be going oh, yeah. and just going through the through one queue line at night for you know whatever, and it's just like, just like oh, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Moving on, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving right along. We've got Hellgate Prison. Hellgate Prison. This is a start of a legacy. We we know Hellgate okay. Prison from Run. Uh-huh. I love the idea of Hellgate Prison and. Uh, this this was its first appearance. I mean, we talk about it a lot. It's hard to believe that uh, 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 that we really talked about it a lot during our twenty five coverage. It's, it's hard mm-hmm. to believe this is we've. It's taken this long to get to this the start, start of, of Hellgate huh. Prison. Okay, this is it. All right, this is it. This was the first one we went to, and this was the one Christy really wanted to see because the uh, she knew the most people involved with this, including the main character for it that was in the queue line video. She probably more wanted to see the queue line video <laughs> because she would know for sure the, the actor would be there because that's the constant mm-hmm. actor. But then she went, she went through it. I did, every time my wife was, was actually anxious about something for Halloween Horror Nights that I remember, I note it down because it's not going to happen much longer because <laughs> she stops going very soon here. <laughs> but this, yeah, this was awesome. The story behind this, uh, um, the warden, his name was Robert L. Strickland. He was, created tours for his prison, paying tours for visitors to come through. He had whipped this prison of the worst murderers, uh, assault. Uh, I don't know what the words are. The, the people, the worst of the worst mm-hmm. in this prison, he whipped it into shape, into a weld oil machine, and he wanted to show it off. It really had, well, maybe it has much about the doing uh, much to do with making money as it did about stroking his ego. So he had, like I said, built these tours. The Q, this is all in the Q video. The video is still on uh, YouTube. You can actually check it out. And uh, and it was just uh, the video. The video very shows very much how he is just uh, full of himself and thinks that this is a great idea and nothing can go wrong. Well, this was. <laughs> Uh, obviously, as you can guess, there would be no point in everything going well if uh, and having in Halloween Horror Nights. Because, of course, once you got in, the inmates, they weren't as much crazy as they were completely violent and lawless. The, the, this was just a this was a, a this was the or one of the blood houses. It was dirty. It was violent. It was loud. You saw brutalized guards. You saw uh, the, the inmates taunted the hell out of you. They're they're young. This was the also the biggest interactive house. This is where you have you're not so heavily made up. Maybe some blood and bruising, but these are guys in jump huge guys in jumpsuits, just scaring the shit out of you in the most primal way. Nice. Yep. So, so they just found the biggest actors characters they could and that's where they they put them in here yep yep and then i mean it just went it went on from there you went into the you kind of went into the chain link 
area, the the gang chain, not the chain gang mm-hmm. area, but like the the <laughs> the, the, the yard, the, the yard, yard. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It had the yard. There's a lot of cool lighting effects in there. I remember uh, there was a hospital ward. This is where the crazies were. They weren't okay. bad enough when they're violent, but then you had a ward of crazies. And then the grand finale, and this is it's worth uh, noting here, is that the uh, the grand finale was an electric chair that was turned up just enough to torture you, but not kill you. And they kept torturing oh, one geez. of the guards <laughs> awesome. over and over and over. And the name of this chair was Old Smokey, and that's worth noting because Old Smokey shows up in a lot from here on out, including... Is this, is this the, Old Smokey's inauguration? Yes, it is. It's the first appearance of Old Smokey, and we saw him while we were in Hellgate's prison in Run. We saw him yeah. in the German room of the Run game last yeah. year. Oh. Yeah, nice. they've, they've used Old Smokey a lot. Yep. That's cool. Yep. That okay, was so shit. Now between this and, and Vampire, <laughs> oh man, I, know, right? back, I need more than one Wayback Machine this time. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just go back for this whole year. The next house is from the Carnage Warehouse, and I, I'm yeah. going to screw this name up, but I'm going to try anyways. Yeah. I, Disorientorium? Disorientorium. Yep, you got it. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Surprised. I mean... <laughs> I'm not drinking. That's why. (laughs) I couldn't do it without drinking. (laughs) Oh, this one. Oh, this one. (laughs) This was the, it was another one of those sensory overload houses. It's like the mind screw. It wasn't scary and it wasn't 3d, which is the frustrating part. Oh, what's really frustrating about it was it was the focus of the website. It's like Uh, you got into the case file of the patient in okay. the, on the website and everything this was uh, there was an entire section of the site uh devoted to this and the case file it, it you opened it up and it wasn't just like a file where you read a page you opened it up and it was a whole new part of the site and there was a you were you looked on top of a desk and on the desk there was a dear john letter with a, a diamond ring sitting on it there's a brochure for the disorientorium there's a palm pilot there's batteries there's a coffee-stained Distorientorium napkin, a calculator, and chewed-up and broken pencils. Now, I'm saying that I'm, I'm pointing those all out because they were all clip- clickable devices. So there's a lot of information on this, huh. on this backstory. And I, I put it together in kind of chronological order. So the Dear John letter is dated August 13th. Uh, the Palm Pilot has journal entries from July 13th to September 6th. So, that, so the Dear John letter falls in there. The, the brochure for Disorientorium, it's very colorful. Uh, there's a lot of text on the back, and but I'll read you just the main pitch. It said, buy a ticket, your own personal transcend... Uh, you thought you were going to screw up that word. I got to read this whole description now. Your own personal transcendental journey departs from the innermost recesses of your mind to a destination in the furthest regions of imagination. On this trip, anything is possible and everything is sublime. Be all you can be whenever you, whatever you will at any time. So, okay, stage is set for what's going to be in his journal and his, uh, I guess, Palm Pilot. So it starts huh. off, and in, in, uh, I'm really summarizing this, just to kind of, to, this is the best part of the house, I'm afraid, is the backstory. So oh, <laughs> July 13th, John, which was really his name, he made an appointment to visit the Disorientorium. He was an accountant, and he was going to look at their oh. bookkeeping and audit procedures. On the 22nd, John actually toured Disorientorium, and he found it fascinating, and he noted that he was going to come back as a customer very soon. 
On August 3rd, he noticed this was his sixth visit to the disorientorium, and the owner gave him tickets to bring his fiance. but he enjoyed it so much he kept it to himself. He didn't share the tickets. On August 3rd, that's when we get the Dear John letter, and the short version is that John has changed. He's not the man she fell in love with, and she's returning his ring and calling out the wedding and pleads for him to get help. We jump back to the journal on the date of August 14th. He found the letter. He found the ring. She, he claims she just doesn't understand him and that no one does. And the only place he feels comfortable is disorientorium. August 28th. Now this is where it's cool because you're flipping through the Palm Pilot. Now the Palm Pilot starts, starts to change. And all of a sudden there's blood splattering on the screen that wasn't there before. Hmm. And he notes that the disorientorium is closed. So he broke in. Because the answers he's looking for has to be in there because everything he loves is in there. He also notes that his nose won't stop bleeding. September 6th, the screen now changes to a shattered screen. He rants that his eyes, uh, he, he can't focus. Everything is where he looks is is not right. He needs to get back in this orientorium to get back, to get his life back. And then from there, the you go to the next page, and it's just it's black. It's done. So something happened after September six. So then we go. The idea is we're set up to see what the disorientorium does to your head to make John go nuts like this. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's nothing in this that makes you want to come back because it's just it's the same as they had a house like this the year before. It's not the same house, but it's the same idea. It's just there's there's some uh, lights. There's some visual effects. There's the characters wearing the same patterns or whatnot, but it's like there's no scares and not, uh, I don't know. It's like it, it, nothing ties in. There's no theme thread through it. It's like you're going into illusion after illusion. It's not, it's not like now Asylum in 3D last year, you can argue the same thing, but it's all part of the same story. You're getting right. told a story. This did not. It was just illusion after illusion and did not live up to you. If you stumbled on this site, you saved this house for last, expecting to be blown away. And this was going to be the house of the, you know, of, of the event, because why would you right. put so much focus into it? Well, it, it wasn't at all. Mm. And that Maybe was unfortunate. should have focused more on Castle Vampire. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. So a lot of work into the site for not a very good house. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. The description it is even a poem. It's all rhymes and everything. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> nice. But I, I mean, it's it's weird to me. Well, it's not weird to me. It's like it's I understand these things because they have to try stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's and you know sometimes things you try work really well and sometimes if i remember correctly i believe it was like it was almost trying to pull off the the 3d effect without having the aid of the 3d glasses and having Uh, to be limited uh, to the the color palette right and it wasn't just like the same effect it has on your experience, but without having to do that. And it just was not working. Uh-huh. So I have a question. What, uh, when did you go to this? Like what, through the, the events time frame, it was this early in the event yeah. or was it late in the event? It was early okay. in the event. So, yeah, it was. So yeah. they may have actually updated it and changed Probably, it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very possible. Yeah. Cause we know we already know that they do that. And, uh, hopefully that, that was the case. Hopefully. Yes. Especially with it being, like I said, the big focus on the website. Yeah. 
Damn. All right. That brings us into one of my favorite things. Oh, that was the seven houses? Yeah, I guess it was. Yes. Okay. Seven mazes. Oh, yeah. okay. That brings us to my some of my favorite stuff, which is the scare zones. Scare zones, yes. Um, port of entry is point of evil. I, this is just barely different than last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's now like with the use of uh, this area of islands of adventure. It's almost coming like becoming like a tradition to make it port of evil, and it it's it, it's the same idea it's more torture and victims but now they're they're kind of putting a uh i don't know if you want to put a time period on it but they're they're making they made this one more the dawn of the electric age so even though yeah. you had that you still had you had they had a mock-up of a, a switching stations which was actually kind of huh. neat going into the that would be wired to all these stations so it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like a uh they're they're advancing it forward in time a little bit still the same idea it's almost like we traditionally have this torture area in our world of halloween horror nights and now since it's a year another year later there's new technology in a sense so yeah it's the same Mm. concept but they're they're not just recycling what they had done the last two years they are giving it an update and playing with electricity and lighting and whatnot is always fun (laughs) I actually like the the idea of having a scare zone that you just you walk in and you're like the first thing you see is a scare zone and it's like this is not the Universal Studios that you're in <laughs> yeah, from right. the afternoon yeah. right it's like here you go um, I like that idea and they usually do that idea even now when they're just using Universal Studios well we don't know what they're doing this year but when they're just using Universal Studios they kind of do the same thing where it's like you walk in and they've got that one little alley or or streetway where there's usually something scare mm-hmm. zoning where it's like mm-hmm, welcome to Halloween motherfuckers <laughs> you know and i like that it's it's it gets you into the event right away right yeah. yep yep Yes, um, it the, good, the other good thing is that there's usually a bar right there. That's <laughs> true too. Yep, but that's the one you want to avoid because that's everyone stops there. Right, but at least you know that there's booze. Yeah, it's it's a welcoming sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll we'll switch into Field of Screams. Okay, this one was cool because they literally grew a cornfield on site it's like they grew it from seed they didn't transplant oh, wow. corn they grew it from seed they tore up the grass tilled the soil planted the seed and grew corn for oh. this wow yeah for yeah. this and this is like one of the only things that benefited from all these hurricanes coming through because the hurricanes just just destroyed oh, yeah. it in a oh sense of God. like didn't knock it down to the ground right. but but tore it apart which actually helped oh, the look at yeah. it yeah yep oh that's that's, cool. that's freaking awesome <laughs> yeah. so it was a real cornfield it wasn't a maze but you had a twist and turning crop in fact uh, i think there's a video um, uh, making of this not a time lapse but a they shot it at different points in time they showed them tearing apart the grass laying soil showed the corn being put uh growing and grown and then uh putting different props in and whatnot so That's, not not quite a time lapse but a, a overview of it so that that was pretty cool um it was farm they, they went with the the corn theme it was farm based old rusty tractor uh rusty d- horrifying looking um uh uh farming equipment and then you just had the uh you put in the uh, like the it was the 
uh, what do you want to say? Like the not traditional, classic ish, traditional, like pumpkin head characters, like demented oh. farmhands, scarecrows, you know, like yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, like the cornfield, uh, rustic Halloween, simple but scary and just Very fit in so well with this, this, this uh, ripped up cornfield. Oh, that looks, yeah, this is just amazing. I mean, I, there's some pictures online too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Look. Okay. Yeah. Holy this, crap. This is one of my, my all time favorite scare zones. Yeah. So that's, that's on my way back machine now <laughs> for the scare zones for sure. Um, and it, this was just behind Seuss landing. Uh, it, it really does not translate well onto, unless you see the map. So I encourage people to dig up some of the old maps. Yeah. Uh, to take a look at where this actually is. Yeah, that's uh, that was and one interesting thing of getting people from park to park uh, without having the other entrance open and not having to go around the whole city walk walk is that they built these scare zones to go through to get and keep keep you in Halloween Horror Night. So you actually had to go through scare zones to get from park to park. Yeah, I was just going to say this. There, there is no safe way to get from one yeah, park to right. the next. Yep. You have to go through a scare zone. Um, you know, it's either Field of Screams or the next one we're going to talk about, which is Fright Yard. Right. Yep. Um, those are the two that are connecting the two the two parks. Exactly. And yeah. You've got to go through one of them. Yep. This was a uh, and fr- the fright. Yeah, and it's a play. It's obviously a pun. It's it's a scrapyard from hell, freight yard from hell. Busted trucks, freight yard containers, uh, cars, buses, fires, everything. Not everything burning, but burning all around. And it's just it's it's a, it's. I don't want to say gangland, but it's like the it's like just just the the worst element of us of humanity constantly warring each other here. Maybe yeah. I guess you could call them gangs, but they're you're caught in the crosfire everywhere you turn. And Almost like a Mad Max ish sort of, yeah. Vibe, and yeah. Uh, one side has the standing flamethrower operators that we uh, met in uh, the Islands of Fear, and the other side has the Chainsaw Drill Team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this the also the really cool thing about this is this is where Halloween Horror Nights really started to take a look at their online fan community. And they realized there's people that were talking about it all year long, having discussions, uh, doing speculation all way back then. And most of it was done in forums. Didn't quite have the YouTube. I don't even know. Well, YouTube may have existed, but didn't have the it, it, doing media. Even like a podcast wasn't super right. easy uh, at the time. Now it's you know, hardly any work at all. But at the time there wasn't. So mostly in forums. So to acknowledge the longtime posters in these forums and the ones that would really drive the fan community, they hand hand painted their uh, screen names or their forum names on a oh, big water neat. tower. That was like in the middle of this whole war zone. That's awesome. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is very cool. That is, that's, uh, you know, one of the things that I always liked about this event and the people that run it is that they do seem to be very much in touch with their fan community. Yes. And yep. that's, that's just a great, uh, give back. It is. Yes. Yep. Very impressed. Um, this was, uh, they call it Universal Studios backlot. Um, it's, uh, they don't do a whole lot of stuff there anymore. Yeah. I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, a backlot is not like the Hollywood backlot. No, God, no. Um, but it that sounds like a, a great, I mean, it sounds like a, a lot like the acid assault thing that I saw my first year. So, yeah, it's it's second, very close second on the Wayback Machine. Yeah, the practicals, for sure. I mean, it obviously didn't have the digital 3D mapping 
sure, yeah, yeah. but the fires and the overturned cars and the, all that. And it stuff, sounds yep. like it also sounds like um, something they're saying about choppers overhead. So they've got some noise or oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> effects of choppers overhead and stuff. So it, it, I mean, it sounds like it's just like mass mayhem, which is those scare zones are always fun, right? Yes. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, and we have a returning. Yes, we do. Yep. Uh, scares scare zone uh, air quotes there um <laughs> it, which is midway of the bazaar and this is in the boneyard and they've done you know they've done a lot of stuff in the boneyard in the past and they've done midway of the czar a ton of times uh it, it's it went away for a while but it appears to be back for this year yep yep usually was in the amity area but that part of the park was not used for this so they moved to the boneyard and still the carnival and sideshow theme that it was before and this is you had the colorful characters the clown type characters the the ones that that the midway had always uh featured before i mean but it but it's it's obviously obviously not the exact same but it's the same theme so yeah, yeah. the return of the midway of uh, the bazaar and uh, pretty much what we talked about in the past as far as theming yeah. which is cool I, you know it's, it's always nice to bring stuff back yep. and and mm-hmm. give people a uh give old people a chance to relive their memories and, or old i don't mean I old people even. i mean <laughs> give long time visitors <laughs> I know you uh-huh. that was great though memories. and then you know <laughs> noobs a chance to experience something that they they missed yeah I was, so I, was thinking that about, was great. I was thinking about karen when i said old people. oh yeah okay I'll always be younger than you. That's true, but I am way old. <laughs> I remember hopping from rock to rock just to avoid the lava while the earth was cooling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rides and attractions. We've got Revenge of the Mummy. Yep. Always a fun ride, and it's it's kind of already Halloween themed, so no sense not to do it. Shrek 4D, which I like that one. I don't know why, but I do. Doctor Doom's uh, Fear Fall Incredible Hope Coaster. Yes. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, which is an interesting choice. Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. Again, a perfect one to keep open during yes. the Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Neutron's <laughs> Nicktoon Blast is hey, an interesting choice. At least it's not Hanna-Barbera's whatever it was again. That's <laughs> a- <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Twister, uh, Cat in the Hat, Carasusel, which I think Carasusel was is just some, isn't that a shop? No, it's a carousel, but instead of horses, it's oh, yeah, got yeah, Dr. Yeah, Seuss, yeah. Seuss characters on it. Poseidon's Fury, which kind of works pretty good. But again, we mentioned last time, it's interesting that they have almost a show-like thing going. Yeah. Um, Dueling Dragons, great roller coaster. Uh, Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls. Jurassic Park River Adventure, which uh, that's an interesting one to have open. But... I think that's probably at that time in uh, Jurassic Park River Adventures history, probably the quickest queue line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really big ride at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Men in Black, Alien Attack. And we talked about on that, that on the best of fives, how that's one of my favorite things at a universal period. Yeah. So the interesting thing about that list, those last four dueling dragons, Dudley do Jurassic park and men in black. Those were only open Saturday and Sunday. So that was like a opportunity to take a breather from Halloween horror nights. If you were not used to it. So that was, there was like, they were open, but they were completely untouched by Halloween horror nights. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff now you kind of (laughs) got get through a scare zone to get to this. Once you're there, you walk to it and you get your breather. Yeah. Um, and it looks like, I can see how they'd only be open on peak nights. You really wouldn't have time to do yeah. that 
length of stuff, yes. you know, even if you're only picking a few of them, um, if you're not, if you're, if you're done at 12, that's tough. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from there, from the park perspective, it also thins out, helps thin out the crowd a little bit if yeah. they want to go rush or run the one quick. All right. We are going to wrap up into shows. Yep. There's two shows this year. Um, the first one, which is another returning uh, thing that, that I've never seen yet. And I would love to see one of these one of these years, uh, which is a parade in the Festival of the Dead Parade. Um, the parade map is a little bit different than right. they used to, yeah. use, but not too much different than than what we're used to. They start uh, basically by the boneyard and then they run all the way around the Naserman's uh, triangle there. Uh, follow through past what is now Transformers, turn up the street and end right close to the entrance of what is now Universal Studios entrance. Yep. Um, did you see the parade? No, we didn't even, yeah, but didn't, it was, we were pretty focused that year of getting this stuff and we weren't at the right place at the right time. And at this point, from what we understood, I didn't see it. So I don't want to say for sure, but what we understood was that it was, it was, they were the same. It's kind of like with Mardi Gras. It's the same floats. They do re theme them because they have to not retheme them same themes they do have to rebuild them and kind of update them a little bit but there wasn't a much new to see although it would have been cool to get the coins and the beads but we didn't so we it wasn't on our must see list and we never have if we were there and was going by we probably would have stopped but that never didn't happen so we didn't actually right. see it so i can't verify that it was same float themes as before but that's what we understood and, and from looking looking through what what the descriptions and stuff it almost looks like the hothouse Oh, probably, yeah. Of the year. <laughs> it could be, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it looked like there was, you know, seduct seductive, enticing, and mesmerizing. Sounds, you know, I mean, if, if it was anything close to Mardi Gras, there was, Mardi Gras also had a lot of True. Attract, attractive people of both genders being very attractive. That's right. Yep. This is true. Uh, doing what they do best. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up into our closing segment of the show, yes. which is Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. Which, of course, there was one. Yes. Uh, and this is back at Toon Lagoon Amphitheater. I think you mentioned yes. that earlier yep. in the show. Yep. Uh, they haven't moved to where they are now yet or returned to where they are now. But um, take it away. All right. Well, it starts off with a warning, once again, of the language and the loud explosions and the scantily clad people. And this was given by the Olsen twins, all grown up. Oh, <laughs> Nothing much to note about that other than it was the Olsen twins. Uh, and that's they gave their announcement and then we will rock you warm up starts. And when it stopped out came the cast from queer eye for the straight guy to make over the entire stage. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which started with them ripping off their shirts and dancing and then adding some accompanying females, which were barely dressed as well. And they were all performing to Warren's cherry pie. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so from there we, we get the, uh, uh, open opening of the show and with the music stopping a channel Four news bulletin hits and it's heard over the speakers and it's president Bush and presidential nominee, John Kerry. Wow. That's a oh, long wow. time ago that the president, I'm sorry. The, the announcement is that president Bush and John Kerry have disappeared and their whereabouts are unknown as if on cue, of course, jets of steam rise from the center of the stage and a traveling phone booth appears and out walks. George W. Bush and John Kerry, but they're not alone. They're being escorted by 
Darth Vader and a stormtrooper. Okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> I always wait for Quint's reaction. He always seems to get mad when he misses a Star Wars villain. I thing. do. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really do. <laughs> so Vader brought Bush and Carrie here and ordered a stormtrooper to return the booth to Bill and Ted before they dis- discover it's missing. Bush asks where they are and demands Vader to reveal his access of evil. And Vader points above the stage and the door swings open and evil does walk out in the form of yet again, Dr. Evil. (laughs) I know it's like when you talk about it week after week, it seems repetitive and it is repetitive because he's shown Uh up so many times, but it, 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 it works. It's, it, it's not the same. You don't really, uh, when you're swept up in it, you don't go Dr. Evil again. You just, you cheer because it's, it's almost like the avatar guy reappearing. Now you almost expect him. Oddly, Oddly enough, he's played, both characters. He wasn't Dr. Evil every year, but he's been Dr. Evil and the Avatar guy. I just realized. Oh, that. wow. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> sorry, I digress. So John Kerry protests his involvement in anything that Dr. Evil is planning. Dr. Evil explains that he doesn't actually need Kerry's help. In fact, he doesn't need him to get involved at all because Dr. the whole plan is that Dr. Evil is planning to become president himself. And then... <laughs> Carrie protests saying you can't steal an election and Bush begins to laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was just going to say, this has got to be election year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it must be. Oh, it's 2004. Of course it is. Yes. Yep. So Carrie tries to continue his verbal dissection of Dr. Evil's plan saying that he doesn't even have a running mate. And of course that gives him the opportunity to call out his presidential running mate. And it's C. Montgomery Burns from the Simpsons. Oh, and they've done Burns a couple of times. They have, and really well. Yeah, that's one huh. of the few uh, live-action Sims- uh, or, or live cartoon, cartoon characters yeah, I've ever seen done really, really well. Yes, yep. I'll have to find, uh, we actually were doing that before uh, Karen joined the show. I'll have to find the pictures and resend them to her that yeah. we were given of them because the makeup is really well uh, well done. Um, along with that, Dr. Evil also announces he began, he's begun to assemble his evil cabinet cabinet. And bad begins to play over the speakers. Michael Jackson moon walks out on stage. He's appointed secretary of child services. (laughs) (laughs) I just heard Chris scream. No proof all the way from Pennsylvania (laughs) in the future. (laughs) I mean, that's damn. (laughs) To celebrate his, uh, impending victory. He's also, also, uh, Hosting a convention instead of the Democratic or na- or uh, Revo- Republican National Convention, it's a convention for pop culture's greatest villains, and he's calling it Shock a Con. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, to help uh, help plan out the event, he's hired two evil interns, and it's Paris and Nicole from uh, what the hell show are those two on? Uh, it's Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. Oh, I can't remember what uh, show they used to do either. together, but it's yeah, I guess yeah. that was the height of that. Um, and to cover the event, he also hired a young, mild mannered reporter from the town of Smallville, and Clark Kent arrives floating in from the rafters. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm done, I'm done, Smallville, I'm out, yeah. <laughs> How did that show go as long as it did? Never mind. <laughs> it was a good few beginning years, I remember, but then I I, I lost mm-hmm. track. And then I remember when the uh, yeah the finale was advertised. I was like, wait, shit, that's still on? 
It, well, it kind of turned into 9021 Smallville. Mm-hmm. It went from Freak of a Week to like this teen angst drama. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's we're really not here to talk about that. And now you're really upsetting Chris. <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> no proof. I hate you. So Paris and Nicole are ordered to escort Bush and Carrie to their cells. As they leave, the Wicked Witch of the West arrives, peddling her bicycle through the theater, which is kind of, yeah, <laughs> she's uh, here to support Dr. Evil and join the cabinet. Uh, no title for her, though, unfortunately. Maybe it was mentioned, but I didn't write it down. I'm wondering, uh, uh, was, there, was there one of the new Oz things going on that year? Uh, Wicked might have been starting Uh, that's probably the reference yep Yep. uh so now now we have our some characters our introduction characters established dr evil is going into his first act as president and that is to veto veto a bill and a ted (laughs) so uh he's invited them to his lair under the guise that they'll be attending a wealthy socialite party and when they arrive dr evil will give them a give everybody a signal to unleash his super complicated execution plan, which in this case is beating the crap out of them until they're dead. <laughs> so the queer eye for the straight guys interrupt the show again. They want to make over his execution plan. So they sneak up be- <laughs> and that is sneaking up from behind them and strangling Bill and Ted. I'm yeah. Okay. Not sure so, about- so the, the queer eyes are, are, both good and bad at this point. I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah it's right. just they're just, they're, just <laughs> yeah. they're just there to make over whatever. Yeah, exactly. And they, I don't, I'm not looking ahead of my nose, but I'm going to guess that they might launch the dance party again if they started the dance party. We'll see. We'll see. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so, so they're set decoration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with the, this entire discussion of how they're going to off Bill and Ted is interrupted because the phone booth finally does arrive, and that it is Bill and Ted. And they jump out, of course, to the crowd roaring and whatnot. The first character to greet them is Michael Jackson. So, of course, yes. <laughs> so, Bill and Ted. They, um, the once the introductions are done and Michael Jackson greets them, they introduce the host of the party. And again, I love the fact that that we do this so um, far. What? How do I say? We, we, we do these things from the past because they become so more so relevant now is that the host of the party is Donald Trump. Oh, Jesus, which is actually Dr. Evil and a Donald Trump disguise, which is actually even funnier to say now than it was in 2004. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Holy topical Batman. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, uh, this must have been the start of the apprentice actually. No, they think yeah, yeah, it's still, yeah, but the idea but it, that Dr. Evil might actually be Donald Trump right now is like, right. you know, not a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> so they remark how great his hair looks. They want to take a closer look at it and pull it off his head. And of course, when they do, they see that it's the ball Dr. Evil. Oh my God! They have to do something exactly like this. this <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh God! Be oh my God! There's probably there's, how could there not be a Donald Trump this year? I just you, you, oh, I can't believe oh, I didn't yeah. think of that. Writing of these notes out till now, of course, of course, yes. And there's going to be a Hillary Clinton, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, they were uh, they had Trump and uh, Clinton last year, but man, that was like I think they were actually kidding when they thought they were going to be the forerunners. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not so funny now. Oh. <laughs> so. 
Um, no, it, it's actually more uh, more working the horror side. Yeah, than, right. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Bill and Ted. Um, so now Dr. Evil gives a signal to attack, but Bill and Ted give a signal of their own, and the good guys begin to arrive, beginning with the Mr. Burns adversary of Garfield. Uh, yeah, the the first movie with Bill Murray as the voice must have been oh. out this year. Oh, but picture picture Garfield putting Mr. Burns in a headlock. Well, that's all right. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it just goes back to yeah. You've seen Zombieland, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're talking to Bill Murray about his regrets, yeah. and, and Garfield comes <laughs> Garfield's up. Garfield's the one. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bill and Ted's all about pop culture, so I had to throw that one in, right. you know? Yep. Uh, next, it was a flash of light and smoke, and Harry Potter appears on Harry Potter appears on stage. Uh, and I don't know if this is, this has got to be pre-Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So oh, yes. That's, an, that's, yeah, that, they're not, tipto- not tiptoeing around at this time. They're paradising him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's no way they'll be able to do this ever again. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then a huge explosion is heard from overhead, and Hellboy repels down into the audience and walks up towards the stage. And I remember this Hellboy makeup being fucking awesome. Nice. I like wanted this. I was like, I want that mask. I want that jacket. And I want that the, the arm piece. <laughs> and then paint me red. And that's my Halloween. And give me the damn pistol. Yeah, true. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that must have been one of the Hellboy movies years. The yeah. first one, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, it might have been the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So, and those were so good. But this, he got the. I remember Hellboy getting a huge pop, and Bill and Ted run out. They get off stage, high five in the middle of the audience on one of those walkways. Like they have the the Toon Circus is not unlike the Fear Factor stage, so it mm-hmm. has those those aisles they can walk down. High five the three of them take stage, so now it's basically a three man show at this point, and uh, which is that that's that was cool because that one the help including Hellboy was awesome, and two the costume was so damn good. Yeah. So Bill and Ted. Uh, they say they kind of give the, give the rundown and they, as they're going through the rundown, they suddenly remember how this seems to happen every Halloween and that they, <laughs> they might want to start rethinking what they do on Halloween, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> this is when they start getting self-referential, which is great. They did a lot of that in 25. And this yeah. is, this is kind of the start. The first real note. I remember them doing something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. So now, of course, that everything's, we got all the good guys, we got all the bad guys, Dr. Evil screams, no one leaves Shaka Khan alive, and we get a short dance break leading into a fight to I Feel For You, because even though we said Shaka Khan twice now, we have not yet heard the music now. Yay, we got some Shaka Khan. I'm sure it was funny at the time, reading it doesn't translate as well as experiencing it. And well, the, after the little dancing break is over, Doctor Evil gives the uh, the order to kill everybody, and we get the fight. We get the fight that we always are leading up to the finale with. And in this case, Paris and Nicole begin to seduce Garfield as his, uh, and he starts to fall for it until his estranged wife enters the stage, which is the Halle Berry Catwoman. Wow. Yep. So she chases Nicole, Paris, Nicole, and Garfield off stage. Vader faces off with Bill and Ted, not the first time, but nope. the but they the, but he does it again. He gets them both in a force choke hold, but then Clark Kent arrives to the Superman theme. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, t- he tears away his, this is pretty good actually. Now we're talking about, now we, de- we laid the groundwork with Smallville. He tears away his clothes to reveal nothing but his underwear because he's forgotten he's not Superman <laughs> in this series. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> That's pretty. That's, fun. that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Vader, Vader takes the force, puts the force choke back on villain Ted. Hellboy unholsters his gun. There you go, the gun you're talking about, and aims it right at Vader's head. Vader actually knocks the gun away with the force, but Hellboy declares, oh, "All right, we'll have to do this the hard way." And he uses his hand of doom to lift Vader by the groin and throw him into the phone booth and send the phone booth away. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean. I, I'm having a hard time with this, actually. I, that's a tough one, right? As much as I like Vader, I like Hellboy. And uh, I know Vader, because he's a bad guy, he has to be defeated. Right. And he's Bill and Ted. Think, this is probably like the best defeat I could think of. For Vader. <laughs> right, yeah. Hellboy grabbing him by the junk and tossing him. Yep. I agree. Uh, it's If he's got to be defeated, Hellboy's not a bad guy to lose to. Right, exactly. I'm torn. Yep. Uh, we get uh, Harry Potter and the Wicked Witch of the West face off. And as they fight their way across the stage, Harry Potter ends up jumping up into the arms of Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson carries him away off stage. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, Chris is just, I, I would love to have seen Chris at this show. <laughs> yeah. There's no proof. No proof. No proof. No, no proof. I mean, I would if, if I was recording, I would have recorded Chris, not the show. Like, just... <laughs> So now that he's uh, the uh, Harry Potter's gone, the witch turns on the Bill and Ted Garfield reappears. He interrupts uh, or stops her, I guess I should say uh, the witch mistakes him for Puss in Boots, which is kind of funny. Garfield actually gets mad by this, decides to teach her a lesson by marking his territory on her, which, of course, gets her wet and she starts to melt. Uh huh. <laughs> OK, that's that, it, you know, I I, I I'm good with that. Okay. There's, there's, there is no worse, uh, more undignified way to go than melting into a p- pile of cat piss. <laughs> That's I mean, true, that is yeah. like the most undignified way to go. So if you're going to get it, it takes taking a, take out an evil witch. That's good. Yep. Uh, Bush and Carrie have had enough and finally get involved and they go after what would be their counterpoints in a sense which is dr evie dr evil i should say and mr burns and with a a right uh, left hook from bush he knocks out dr evil with a right hook from carrie he takes out mr burns and with this the music for beat it begins carrie and bush decide that they're going to end this once and for all and the big fight begins, but it actually breaks into instead of having a resolution, really, it just kind of breaks into the dance, which is a lot Michael Jackson inspired, I should say, because uh, it breaks into thriller. And then we get our entire finishing dance routine, the celebration at the end, and it's over. So no real resolution, just kind of meld into the dance party. But hey, you know, it's Bill and Ted. Exactly. You can live with that. Yeah, yeah. It has some good uh, good moments this year. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Um I I mean all the Michael Jackson hits sound fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> uh and, and there's stuff that just keeps coming out about that guy. He cannot get oh, made no. fun of uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's I just up. was yeah, so that latest blur won't get into it, but I know what you're talking no, about. No, no. All right, so that wraps up 2004 Halloween Horror Nights 14.
2018. Um, this has been this. This was a good year. Yep. Uh, yeah. There was there was a lot of highlights this year. A lot of mazes. I mean, you know, what we talk about the Wayback Machine, and, and actually, let's do the Wayback Machine. Okay. So you get one maze, you get one scare zone for your Wayback Machine. Uh, you get one show. In this case, it's it's pretty much it's an easy one. It's Bill and Ted. Yeah. But <laughs> but all right. So let's start with Karen. What's what's your what's your maze? I think I'd have to go with Hellgate Prison. That is not a bad between, choice. Yeah, it's a toss-up between Castle Vampire and Hellgate, but I think I would go to Hellgate first. That is not a bad choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt, you, you would have to revisit some of these, so if you, had to, if you got to go back, what would you go see? Um, that's a tough choice. I would actually probably go back to Castle Vampire to take it all in again. Hellgate is awesome, but it does come up again. So I've got other memories mm-hmm. of that building. So uh, for me, I'd go through Castle Vampire again because I don't know that there's been one uh, quite like that as far as, the, like I said, Body Collectors is my favorite, but this is two stories. It's the whole soundstage. It's got a uniqueness of its own. So I'd probably go back to Castle Vampire. So I have a question about Castle Vampire. Um, the two stories, did you actually like trudge up a st- yes. set of stairs? Yes. Yes. Okay. And apparently and they then- had a... Uh, uh, a lift that they called an elevator if you couldn't make the stairs and was like not very uh, reliable from what I understand. Okay. And, so, and, and so was there anything going on while you were on the stairs? Like, uh, I, I'm just wondering about how much liability was going on here mm-hmm. and if that's why they're not doing it anymore. No, I remember, I don't remember, I, I my mind wants to tell me there are characters like boo holes, but I don't think there were. I think there was just mm-hmm. speakers of sounds and possibly screams or maybe just the the ambiance sound as you were going i i really can't tell you that there was for sure and the logic tells me my memory of halloween horror nights wants to tell me there was one but the logic of what you just said tells me there there wasn't because if someone falls right. back onto even though there's people behind you there are <laughs> that could be yeah. bad yeah that, that could could be a domino effect yeah especially if someone was as big as me <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um all right so for me I'm having a really hard time between Deadtropolis and Castle Vampire. And in the interest of just making things interesting, I think I'm just going to go with Deadtropolis because okay. uh, <laughs> Vampire sounds really cool, but but I'm going to swing zombie. Hey, All right. So scare zones. Um, uh, <sighs> let's go same order. Karen. I think Field of Screams because that sounds like it was a lot of work and it sounds really awesome. Yeah. I, I I can that is not a bad choice, yeah. Matt. This one is tough because I'd I'd love to see Field of Screams again, but the more people we're meeting online, the more we do this show, I'd be really interested to see if their names carried over to the forums, to like Twitter mm. and Facebook, and how we've gotten to know people and see if I recognize any names just on the water tower. So I think I'd have to go back to, uh, um, Fright Yard. Yeah, Fright Yard. Just just for that, honestly. <sighs> I'm. I'm kind of torn, but Fright Yard is me too. I think uh, it reminds, and, and, and it goes back to my first memory of Halloween Horror Nights, right? At the the acid assault, and this reminds me a lot of that that whole war zone thing going on with just like mass mayhem, cars on fire, all that good stuff. So I'm going Fright Yard. Nice. All right. Okay. Uh- yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Let me see if I have any other notes at the bottom here, apart from, uh, no, I think I opened up everything with uh, what were my 
extra notes. I put them at the front, the hurricane year, the no employee preview. Yep. That's it. So yeah, that, that wraps it up. So, uh, we're on to 15 memories are becoming clear and pretty soon this is actually kind of an interesting it's not the turning point yet but it, it's the first time i'd gone to halloween horror nights that wasn't employee preview so i kind of get my feet wet with going outside of that employee preview going to the real event and soon i'll finally be going more than once and finally get to see everything so it hasn't quite happened yet after this but it's the start of it right it's the start of it so memories are are getting better at this point and we need to get them recorded before my memory gets worse and i forget them all again right you're Oops. making beer now so the memory <laughs> memory yeah. going, it's gonna go go away faster <laughs> exactly so <laughs> well then let's wrap up so we can get to another one i want to thank everyone for listening uh of course all of our contact information actually everything is easily found at neozaz.com under the podcast list of catacombs halloween horror nights then all of our contact information is right there email twitter facebook you can find it everything there are uh i've been plugging the 3d galleries i've never mentioned the fact that we have not apart from 3d galleries we have galleries of all the unmasking the horror tours we did last year so even though there's only two that are 3d we have the other five we have seven we've been incredibly fortunate that we went one part of the year and saw six mazes and then another part of the year one of those mazes got changed so instead of the usual six that were offered we actually have seven galleries so check out yeah. all our galleries of the unmasking the hard tours get a good look at the houses from 25 we'll be doing the same this year of course in 26 so it's- check out Check out Matt's articles as well. Matt, yeah. Matt does mm-hmm. a really good description of most of the 25 mazes and most of the 25 stuff. He's got pictures that go along with them. Um, really, really good writing there. So check those out, too. Yep. And then, of course, anything that comes up with 26 gets posted there as well. Um, no instant reaction since the last recording. I'm actually surprised. I was like, wow, we actually got to do the episode we planned to do this today. <laughs> so that's good. So, all right. Well, I, we'll just wrap it up right there. I want to thank everyone again for listening and we will of course see you in our next episode thank you for listening to the catacombs of halloween horror nights podcast the catacombs of halloween horror nights is a news as internet entertainment production for more great podcasts and original entertainment visit our website at newsaz.com. the catacombs of halloween horror nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by universal studios florida All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.